All right, everybody, I want to thank you for joining us again for another edition of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I'm really excited about this conversation that we're going to have with you all today because I've watched this coach for quite a bit. Uh, you know, just paying attention to people has been one of the claim to fames the past 11 months that I've been doing this. And in my watching, I am glad to have Servant Leader James Wade with us. And I'm going to add Coco in there, and I'm going to ask you about that a little bit later on, Coach. Uh, but, you know, in my reading, I did see that. But, you know, the head coach of the Chicago Sky, also general manager, but has been around athletics for a while. And as a young girl uh, and now athlete, now coach that loves the game, I've been paying attention. So I'm so glad to have you here, coach, today just to have a conversation. You know, uh, we've been getting this time right because you are uh, outside of the U.S. So I just thank you so much for being able to render us your time. And I'll go ahead and pass the torch to you just to kind of say hello, introduce yourself, and we'll get this conversation going. Well, first of all, thank, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled to be here, and uh, I just uh, appreciate you uh, thinking of me uh, and, and having me on this platform. Uh, so uh, my name is, is, is James Wade, and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, southern, a Southern kid. I was born in Memphis. Um, I'm the oldest of, of three kids, and I, I, I fell in love with basketball at an early age. Um, now, the, the one thing that... that the thing that, you know, brings this all back is that when I was young, you know, I was just a basketball junkie and my, and my dad, uh, who's, you know, who's, who's very much, uh, uh, I'm a preacher's kid and, you know, it's something that he really didn't see the significance in sport. And he was like, Hey, look, I just want you, this is where I want you to spend your time. This is where I want you to, you know, um, I want you to give your life to God and just spend your time doing that and, and, and just serving other people. And um, once he felt that the passion wasn't going nowhere, he just got on board. <laughs> he got on board and he said, okay, maybe we can, you know, we can mix the two. You can, you can do this and do that at the same time. Uh, um, your love for this game and everything that you want to give to it. Uh, I can see the happiness when it comes back to you and uh, maybe you can, you know, uh, serve as an example to, to, to people that, that want to do the same. So, uh, and do it the right way. So it, it's funny uh, that that's, that's, but that's my dad and that's what he was, he was all about. Uh, and my mom was, you know, she was just busy wanting me to be a kid. You know, she said, yeah, hey, I just want you to be a child and enjoy your upbringing and uh, so that, you know, so that's, that's what I've always been about, um, you know, just uh, sharing my story and, and, and loving the game and then showing people uh, the way that you can, you know, just be of service to, to, to humanity and the people uh, in doing so. So uh, that's me. I, I, I played in college. Uh, I graduated from Kennesaw State. Uh, after that, I, I went overseas to play basketball for um, 13 years. Uh, I got married to to a, a French basketball player, and uh, I've been living in France off and on uh, ever since I retired from uh, from basketball. And I've been coaching in Europe and coaching in the WNBA uh, since I retired from uh, basketball. And and you know, I was I'm fortunate enough to be in a situation where I've been able to coach under some great coaches, uh, been able to coach in some great organizations, been able to play and play in some great organizations in Europe as well. 
And um, just so, just, you know, I've been fortunate enough that, you know, I, I got my first opportunity to be a head coach in Chicago. So I'm very grateful for the organization of Chicago and trusting me with this, uh, with, with, you know, with this great group of, of, of young women and, and, you know, we're just trying to uh, make history with this organization, uh, but at the same time, not losing sight on uh, uh, just benefiting from being around good people and uh, knowing that it's a journey and enjoying the journey. So uh, that that's me. And, then, you know, I just try to keep it as simple as that. <laughs> I think that's so great, you know, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that's actually a question I was going to ask. Okay, because of course we have you who has had an amazing career as a player, as an athlete, and now a coach and is still going. Then you have your wife, right, who was an Olympian, all right, a basketball player, and you have your wonderful son. So in hearing how your father and your mother kind of got it and had a, a perspective on sports, how do you guys kind of guide your baby? I believe his name is Jet. Am I correct on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it's Jet. It's Jet. That's what so, you guys call him. I know he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's for James Earl III. So love it. Um, yes. So, I mean, the thing about it is, um, we we really he he has a natural love for for sports. Um, mm -hmm. You know, now he's when he was young, couldn't help. You know, my wife, she's the general manager of a, of the team here. So he, he's always at game, so he can't help but, you know, be in love with basketball. But now he started to venture out a little bit. Uh, he's four years old, and he started to fall in love with soccer uh, during the pandemic, out of all things. And uh, and so we've kind of, you know, helped him and facilitate. Now, I, I'm, I wasn't – at the beginning, I wasn't really happy about it. Uh, <laughs> but, he, you know, seeing how much he loves the game and, um, you know – seeing that he's he's an exceptional athlete at his age uh we just try to support him and what he wants to do so um i mean i'm, I'm not going to say that i'm i'm hoping that it's temporary i just want him to be i just want him to love what he wants to love and, and so uh we just try to gear him uh in in, in doing so but I, th I think the most important thing is that he has fun um he he learns how to work well with others and uh, he learns how to treat people right and also listen. And, you know, it's all these uh, little tidbits of life that uh, if he was only at home with us and we were teaching him how to do things, uh, it would make him more sheltered. So uh, we're just happy that he, he has a passion um, and we try to teach him work ethic and, and, you know, not just saying, hey, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, but actually saying, hey, Hey, you got to go and work for it. You you got to put in practice, or you you know you have to do things. It's just not going to come to you. So, I think him having a passion kind of helps us teach him how to be a well-rounded individual. I think that's amazing, especially you know with you know, amazing athletes with amazing careers, such as you and your wife. But I think you said something that was perfect, and that we all should strive for as coaches that. Sports teaches those intangibles that we need for life. Yeah. And although, you know, he chose a different path so far, um, yeah. it's those intangibles that you all are teaching him through this sport that he loves right now, soccer, but that will transfer over as he starts to grow and watch mommy and daddy both be general managers of these teams and how they fellowship, how they communicate and how they steer people. But I do want to ask you this question because of course I deal with, you know, high school kids 
you have coaches that are on a collegiate level and those individuals are still learning and growing and, you know, they still are kind of a little bit immature, but you are on a different level. You are a professional head coach and general manager. And so talk about those intangibles and talk about what you try to steer. I mean, you know, I love Sloop. I, I was a port guard my whole life. If you watch sports and you don't mention her, I don't even know what to say about you. But yeah. amazing players that you've coached for so, the list goes on. How do you instruct them and teach them those intangibles, even though now they're adults, they're pros, but how do you teach them outside the lines? So I, I think, you know, the first thing that, I, you know, I, I have to, well, I try to try to get them to understand, which a lot of them do. Uh, and, and, you know, it's that we're all blessed. So we're all blessed. And, and so the next thing is after you have your blessings is to sacrifice, you know? Um, so, and that's one thing that when I came to the team is that, you know, we, we talked about, okay, it's only going to be as good, uh, in this group if we can sacrifice for each other. It's only going to end and um, and we have to do it without uh, knowing that sometimes the 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 the, the clap on the, the clap or the hand on the back or the congratulations is not going to be for us. Uh, and, and but we have to support whoever that is for, because uh, as, as as we go, the team goes. And uh, and so that was the one thing that we preached every day. We preached every day, sacrifice, 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 and how important it is and how, you know, how, how beneficial and how good, uh, you know, the fruits of your labor are, even when you're not getting noticed or getting, you know, a, a pat on the back. And, and so they, they bought into it right away. And uh, it's, it's, been, it's been great uh, going to work every day and, and seeing them and, and knowing how much they like each other and how much they feed off each other. And, and how much they sacrifice for each other and, uh, and to know that they have each other's backs. And so it's, it's all about being repetitive. And uh, even when we're repetitive, we have to show them too. So we have to show by example. Um, and, I, and, and so I'm the first one to deflect credit. Uh, and I, I think it's important. Um, I, I think like, I think my assistant coaches are important. I think our staff, is very important and I have to give them credit and I want them to be seen as much as I am. And so if I do it, then the players will be willing to do it too. And so that's what we try to do. I think that's amazing. And, you know, we talk about servant leadership all the time and that's the name of, you know, this platform, the servant leader. And a lot of times we hear those words all the time, span across, you know, you can Google it. There's going to be books, there's going to be podcasts, all these things, but you've said something that is very important. If I want them to do something, I have to be the first person that's actually modeling that and giving that example. And much like you said, you know, you said something that's amazing. You said, after we receive our blessings, we have to sacrifice. And so often we receive our blessings and we know the parable of the talents, right? And so we find ourselves being those people to store those blessings and those gifts in the ground. But I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about that sacrifice. You know, what can I do to make sure that my neighbor, the person, my teammate, my family is going to be better, even if I'm not getting the credit. And so often that's where we go wrong. We want our name, you know, in the limelight. We want our quote to have our name beside it. But if it's for the betterment of the group and we all are going to, as you say, go, that's what we should be steering for. I think that's amazing, Coach. And you know, it's it's tough. And I'm not, <laughs> because it's not all easy because, 
Right. Well, the one thing is I look in the mirror every day and I know I'm a black man. So I've, yeah. I, we come from a history of, of, of long lineage, right. uh, black women. We come from minorities in general. We come from a, a history of long lineage of people taking credit from us. That's right. And so it's a, it's a big thing to say, okay, let, let me, this is how I need to be because yeah. you got to have a long view of, you know, you, you have to sacrifice because it's for the next person that's watching you. They say, hey, look, he he can, he got that done and he don't have to hold his chest out uh, because he want people to see him. He just holds his head down. Um, my granddad used to always say, lowest the road, lowest the road. And so that's nice. how I, I try to take it. So, you know. Isn't it somehow your grandparents, you know, <laughs> when you look back on it, you know, I'm from the South too. So, you know, it's one of those things where when we were younger, we may not have understood what they were trying to tell us. We said, what kind of saying is that, right? <laughs> as we get older and life begins to hit, as the kids say, that it hit different, we start to <laughs> really understand and appreciate those teachings that they were giving us. It gives us a strong foundation for the things that we have to endure. So I, yeah. I'm with you there, Coach, you know, and staying kind of on this lane, you know, you talked about how JET has taken up soccer within this pandemic. And a lot of us have taken up new things that we maybe were untouched or we never thought that we would have. What are some of the things that you, you know, outside of basketball and athletics within the pandemic that maybe you have undertaken? Uh, well, um, so I, I, I started to read more. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was just listening to, you, you know, a lot of people saying, hey, the smartest people, they read every day. Yeah. And um, me, you know, I, I, I read like when somebody would tell me it's, it's a good book out or something like that, but nothing that I would actually stick to. But uh, coaching in Russia uh, for, for the last three years, it's my first year not coaching in Russia since, you know, uh, since 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, I decided that I was going to uh, like take learning Russian more seriously. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been doing uh, a lot. And, um, you know, I studied Russian while I was in Russia, but I've come so far. Uh, so I've decided that I want to complete it. And, and uh, that's what I, I did a lot during the pandemic. And I've been doing a lot now outside of scouting and doing my duties as general manager of Chicago. Um, I've been doing a lot of Russian uh, lessons, uh, a few Russian lessons a week with a teacher that I have. So it's been pretty cool. That's real cool, coach. You know, I tell you, I do my research, you know, I pay attention. So I hear that you're trilingual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you talked about Russian. We know you know English. What else we got back there? And, uh, you know, I mean, I've been in France for so long, since 2001. So um, my French is, 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 is pretty fluent. So it's pretty I fun. love it. I love and, and listen, here's the thing. And I've thought about that for a while and maybe you're going to be the motivation that actually pushes me <laughs> to do it. My God sister, she is fluent in Spanish and you know, that started at a young age and now she works for CBS and it becomes an amazing thing. And we laugh and joke with her all the time, especially even when her phone is in Spanish, we're like, Oh my gosh, here we go. But I think it's amazing, especially within this world that we live in today, you know, talk about being marketable. Talking about yeah. being able to help and assist. And, you know, I've been trying to learn here and there, but as an educator, that's one of the things that I've been talking about needing to know how to better assist my students and what better way than to actually learn the language that they speak. So thanks for that push, coach. Look out for me. I'm coming. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, you know, and staying in this, and of course, nationally knowing, you know, you played in Russia, played in Europe for so long, you live outside of the United States. How do you do that balance, Coach? Talk to us a little bit how you work that balance of, you know, coaching with the Chicago style in the U.S., but, you know, making sure that you're a husband and father and family man taking care of the home front. I think it, it's um, it's a, it's a little particular because um, I knew when I, I came to Europe uh, that uh, I, when I came to Europe I was single. Uh, but when I when I felt like I needed to meet someone that had the like interests of me, so I wouldn't have to separate the two. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't have to have a separate life, or I have somebody that I can talk to like really in detail about my profession because I was so passionate about. And um, so it's nothing against like uh, if, you know, it's nothing against someone, you know, marrying someone that has different job, different career path. But I knew that my passion was something that I needed to to be a part of me 24 seven. So I had to have someone that had the same passion as me and had the same knowledge about the game as I did. And so uh, I, I felt like, you know, when I when I when I met my wife, uh, you know, you know, when we were going when we were courting or dating, um, we knew that, you know, OK, we have something in common and that bond with basketball and how much we love the game and how much we've given to it, uh, the work ethic that it takes. Uh, we had a lot of uh, like, you know, ways and, you know. Um, that, that, that was outside of the faith. She's a person that's very faithful and, 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 and you know, someone that leans on God a lot. And, and so we, we found a common bond in that too. And so it was just something that was just har harmonic in, in the way that we were. And so, uh, the balance, um, you know, when you get the blessings now, you know, you have to sacrifice. So we knew that we were willing to sacrifice for each other. Uh, and so that's something that we do. We sacrifice for each other. Like, you know, I know when it's time for her to work, she has to work. And, um, but when she needs my ear, you know, I'm, I'm always here to, you know, share my experiences and what I think and, and vice versa. So, um, like all the decisions that I make as a general manager, as a coach, um, I, I, I always, uh, lean on her because I trust her a lot. And, um, so, I, and I think that's good because we talk about basketball 24 seven. Um, and now that we have a son in the equation, and that's another passion that we have uh, of being parents, um, it, it's been just a, a blessed union as a family. So I'm just happy about it. And the way we balance it, she understands, okay, now it's that time for daddy to work. And, you know, you, you go to Chicago, we'll come after, after my season's over. So it's, it's really a good balance of, of, you know, what's understood and what we need to do uh, to be successful at, at what we love. And I love that coach because you infuse the very things, you know, sometimes I tell people all the time you have, they have a work self, they have a home self, they have it in the public self, right? But what you demonstrated is within your servanthood, you have the same values and my values don't change just because my location and my job title changes. This is my passion. These are my values. And this is what I stand upon no matter what I do. You talked about teamwork, you talked about passion, and you talked about sacrificing with our blessings within your union at home. And I think that's amazing because some people feel that you have to change your face. Okay, I'm home now, so <laughs> yeah. I'm at work now. So, you know, and I think that is amazing that you've exhibited that. And it, it is not something that you're just saying here, having this conversation with me, the reality and the passion of that and your words exudes through you as you're talking on this screen. So I think that's amazing, Coach. Amazing answer. 
you know, we can stay a little bit on that faith that you talked about that you and your wife share a little bit, um, you know, because things do get hard, right? Yeah, yeah. Times as I talked to you about before we started today, I said, you know, when people see Coach Wade on the sidelines, you know, and they see him coaching and they see he's in the WNBA and he's this and he's done that, right? A lot of times people will feel and believe there's no heartache. There's no rough times. Oh no, they don't know what that is. And that was the mere reason why God gave me this platform. It's for people to take the name, the names and the faces that they see every day and recognize that they go through things too. So talk about that faith that foundation that started even when you were PK. Coach, what do you do and what has happened when that faith faith has been shaken? And how do you get back on, as the old folks would say, on the other side of through when that faith has been shaken? So, I mean, that that's, that's the thing. It gets really tough sometimes, you know, even as a younger kid, when you don't, like, you, the first thing you have all these dreams that you want to happen and they never, you know, happen, like, my granddaddy used to always tell me too. He was like, um, "You want to make God laugh? You 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 tell him you got a plan, you know." Yeah. And um and so and I because I was very like stubborn and I had a hard head and saying this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to be. And um and and it it hurts you because you you end up closing doors because you have your 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 mind so focused on this one window, you know, and um. And sometimes that'll hurt you. And I, I had to go through a lot of heartache uh, because I, I didn't learn my lesson in time. And so uh, a lot of prayer, a, a lot of, you know, uh, learning from your mistakes and admitting, you know, this was maybe a mistake. Um, and, and just not having, you know, pride, like boastful pride where, um, okay, I, I, I have to admit, I have to fall on the sword and say, look, I was wrong for this. Like, so how do I get out of it? How do I, how do I go about the right way? But um, if, if you can cut your pride and just be humble, uh, then I, th- I think it helps you a long way, but it takes you a while to get there. And um, I'm, I'm not the person that I was last year. I'm not the person that I was the year before that. And it's just a constant evolution of trying to be the right person that you are. I mean, being the right person every day and um, that you want to be. And um, so that's that's what I try to always tell myself. And it's repetitive. Like I have to tell myself, OK, how, how do I get this thing right? Uh, you know, and, and what do I have to do? Uh, because sometimes um, your faith can be tested by impatience. Um, and and that's one of the main thing is just saying, hey, I have to be more patient and uh, I, I have to understand that I'm not perfect. Coach, you said a mouthful in that. I just want you to know. I mean, one, I feel like your grandfather and my grandfather knew each other. <laughs> I just feel that, you know, I'm, no one's going to tell me differently because those are the something, you know, I tell people all the time, I feel this generation is missing that. You know, yeah. we say many times of what's wrong with the world today and what's wrong with our young people. But, you know, the main thing is that those lessons that used to be brought down, the generational gaps are closing thin. You know, yeah. I remember sitting yeah talking to him and like we mentioned before you know a lot of times I'd be like grandma granddad what are you saying <laughs> it, it makes much sense now like you know we now sit looking crazy like if only we would have listened earlier right hey I tell my son stuff and he, I can see his mind just he looking <laughs> in the air and I and I'm like telling him something I'm Looking at his in the air, like, what is he saying? Yeah. And so uh I, I wonder if he, you know, I wonder if he gets it. And uh, sometimes he repeats it back to me uh, when I do something. And he's like, Dad, just slow down and breathe. Just take a deep <laughs> breath. I'm like, 
okay, so he heard me, you know? <laughs> See, there it is. And much like you and I, it comes out when you least expect it. I'm pretty sure there's some words you say that you sound just like your grandfather. You're like, oh my goodness, wow. <laughs> so that yeah, is just a reminder to you that he hears <laughs> yeah. about everything, you know? Coach, I think that all of this is amazing, you know, and I think you hit the nail on the head. You said something that was so big, though. You said, we will often miss God's doors because we focus on our own windows. And I really had to stop. I was still listening to what you're saying, but I wrote that down and I'm like, oh my gosh, because, you know, it reminds me of a meme that I would see float around social media a lot where, you know, God is holding a big bear behind his back and the little girl, he's reaching his hand asking for her little teddy bear. And she says, no, God, but I need it. And behind him is this huge bear. Right, and, yeah. you know, and it's like, if only you could just see what I have in store for you. You're over here trying to hold on to a window. And, and baby girl, baby boy, I got a door that I'm trying to get you to walk through. So I think right. that was golden in what you said. And the other portion that you talked about is you said that we have to make sure that it, it is our impatience, right? Your faith can be tried if you're impatient. And if we learn patience through that, and it says it even in his word, I tell people all the time, like my pastor said over there in James, he tells us that our trials come because they work patience. Yeah. I yeah. think that was golden what you just said. I agree with you, Vince. Vince said in the chat, that's heavy. Yes, I, you know, talking and staying kind of streamlined on that, you know, with servant leadership and faith and all those good things, we know much like your grandfather that we don't get anywhere on our own, you know? Some of us may still feel that you have a lot to learn, but we don't get anywhere on our own. If I were to ask a few people, you know, it could be in a coaching realm, you know, in, their, in your family, name me two people that played a huge role. Could be a coach, whatever the case may be, that has gotten you where you are in, in terms of mentorship. Uh, mentorship. Um, so I always, I, I talk about this a lot and, um, one of the main coaches that really, really helped me out is uh, Dan Hughes. Uh, Dan Hughes is the, the head coach of Seattle Storm. And he, he gave me uh, my first opportunity to be, be a coach in the WNBA. And um, like I, when I talk about him, like I, it's, it's still, it's, it still kind of touches me. Like it, sometimes I can get emotional about it because it, it all started because he, my wife was playing for him and asked me to, she had been playing for him for a few years. He asked me to like go to lunch with him uh, one day and we talked, we had a good lunch with, I didn't know him. So I asked my wife to come. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't know him. And, and so, so like we had a, we had a, a, a dinner, like I just knew him in passing, you know, and we had a, a lunch or dinner, um, us three and, and we had a great conversation like we had a great conversation and uh, I was still playing at the time and he asked me did you know what did I want to do after playing uh, and I was like I'll be a coach you know I just assumed I'll be a junior high coach um, I got my teaching degree you know I, I'll be a junior high coach and that's it and he was like okay maybe I'll help you with that uh, so my wife retired from WNBA a year after and a year later he called me back and said he had an opportunity for me to be an intern and I promise I thought that I was going to be like washing the toilets and sweeping the floors and I just saw it as an opportunity to just be around the WNBA being around the players and he gave me a lot of responsibility in that first year and and, and he told me that he thinks he, he thought that I would be a great coach one day and 
me and my wife, when he told us that, we just laughed. Like, <laughs> we just like, what is he talking about? He doesn't even know me. He's like, no, I see something in you that I, I really think is, you know, is, is really going to be something special. And um, I, I didn't, I didn't, I had no like thoughts, you know, uh, but uh, something he saw in me that um, I didn't even see in myself. And it gave me confidence um, to actually, you know, really like hone in on what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. And after a couple of years of him kind of saying, hey, no, this is who you are. This is who you can be. Uh, you just got to believe it. Uh, then I, I started to actually envi envision it and see it and actually work through it and, and, tr and try to work for it. And uh, he, he was actually a big, um, uh, I want to say a big, um, I guess, influence on, on Chicago taking me because he talked to the management without me knowing. I didn't know this until after I got the job. Um, and, and um, you know, he, I, we never talked about this, but I owe him, I owe him, I owe him a lot uh, just because he was, he's always been there for me. And he's always been like, um, like somebody that I can lean on even in the competitive times. Uh, that me and my family can lean on. So I owe him a lot uh, because I, I don't think I would have seen this for myself had he not been the one that say, hey, I think that you are a, a, a special, I think you, not only do I think special coach. And um, so um, that that's, he's, he's the main person who I can say, hey, you know, that this is the reason, uh, this is probably God's, person that he put in my life to help me get to this point I think that's amazing and uh I can definitely see why before even you explaining the reasons why he would be a mentor of sort for you but um definitely you reminded me of a conversation with Miss Bobby Kelsey uh she mm -hmm. on a couple of months ago on this platform and she talked about you have to have some committees in your life who speak about you in a way to move you forward when you're not in a room right and, and, right. and I just heard her in my ear. So shout out to Ms. Bobby Kelsey. I heard her in my ear when you were explaining this whole ordeal because I feel that in this world that we live in and especially in more arenas than others, we feel that when we rise, we can't reach back and bring somebody with us because somehow that's going to, you know, deter us from our next. You right. know, as servant leaders, it's our job to help move people, you know, to a better place, to catapult them into where they want to be. And, you know, just like you said, you and your wife laughed when he first mentioned to you the potential. <laughs> you know, I, I still remember the conversation. I put him on speaker, and I was like, "Listen to this, listen to this." <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, so I mean, and he told me that on, on a few instances, but it finally broke through, and I started to you know believe it and kind of see it and and ask for it, you know. So yeah, I think that's also amazing, Coach. And one of the other things you said too is. Once he offered you that internship position, right? Uh, you know, your first mind was, I'm going to be cleaning, you know, toilets and bathrooms. I'm going to be doing this, right? But I'm going to do it good, though. <laughs> exactly. See my point? And so often I get so frustrated with people because they want to do better. They want to receive better. They want, but they're, they're not willing to do the little things, you know? And I tell people all the time, servant leadership, you know, I have this thing now that if I, it's like I spy on social media now too, this servant leader platform, I tell people servant leadership 
are action words. And so when I see it, I'm going to retweet and I'm say servant leader, you know? And so I was tweeted in something the other day and it was a coach. I forget where he was. He had just won a championship. The arena is cleared and he is on the field putting trash in trash bags. Yeah. I love and that. I'm just like, this man didn't feel he was, you, that was beneath him. And the yeah. same you, you were so appreciative of the opportunity. Like you said, I didn't care what I was doing. I was going, hey, those those bathrooms were going to be clean. Yeah, was, who needs a towel? Who needs some water? <laughs> hey, hey, you were not going to be thirsty on my that's, watch. That's <laughs> it. This Gatorade is going to be sweet and you will stay hydrated. I love it, coach. Yeah. But we so often as servant leaders, unfortunately, you know, that is a mark that is heavily missed. So I thank you so much just for A, exhibiting that and B, you know, just being humble enough to show that. And what I tell people all the time is you have to start from somewhere. You know, our young people will see you stand on the sidelines and just believe that, you know, a puff of smoke came and you became the general manager and head coach. And I, get, I look forward to these conversations to show how, you know, the foundation was built and how you stand upon that. So that's so amazing. Thank you. Because you know, we talk about servant leadership. We talk about moving here, there. We know that you reside in multiple places. We know that your wife is in much of the same platforms as you. You guys run on E a lot because even when you are on E and get home, Jet needs some attention, right? Uh, so uh, I can only imagine, you know, the fumes that, you know, move from you and your wife both. How do you fill your tank when you're on E? How do you refuel when you're on E? So I, I've been fortunate enough to, to, to be someone who has a lot of energy. Uh, and my son is the same way. My wife is, she's... <laughs> She says, I have to deal with two James Wades, and it's just <laughs> not fair. It's just not fair. Uh, but how, how I feel my tank, like, for the most part, is um, just spending time with them. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I, I, I get to watch a lot of basketball. So that's, like, that's, like, my main thing. I get to watch basketball and get to for, – for a living and – actually look at an NBA game or look at a women's college game or, you know, and actually learn or look at our old games and actually learn. And that's how I kind of get ideas and kind of get my mind tingling and kind of, you know, um, but the rest of the time is uh, Jed hasn't really conquered the, I guess the, the, because now he's at the point where he had just turned four when the pandemic started. So now he's knowing himself and he's knowing what he wants and when the pandemic started, we had more free time. And so now it's like, he doesn't know how to play by himself because all he knows is I wasn't in school. We can't leave the house. We can't go that far. So now it's just play time. So with his mind aware, it's like, that's what he knows. And that's how I have to fill my tank by playing with him and doing things with him and helping him with his soccer. And even though I'm probably the worst soccer player you can have, uh, so that's how that's other than watching basketball, uh, playing soccer with him is how I, you know, fill my tank and talking basketball with my wife It's those three things. Uh, so I still don't see Russian as a relaxing thing yet, but, uh, those are the three, like most important things. You'll get there with the Russian, but I think that's <laughs> amazing. And shout out to your wife, definitely dealing with not one, but two James ways. 
<laughs> it's, it's tough. I, I, I'm mad. I'm sorry for. <laughs> hey, at least you apologize. At least, at least you know, right? You're not. You guys, this much energy. You know, we just, yeah, it's, it's bad. But you know the thing about it, I know she would not have it any other way. <laughs> not. I never met her, but I know she would not have it any other way. Coach, we, you know, I mentioned these words, servant leadership, you know, throughout this whole entire thing. And you've heard them. We see them everywhere. And I tell people all the time, I'm on a, I'm on a mission of creating the most authentic um, and noteworthy definition for those to follow. And much like kids, my mom used to say we were from Missouri, the show me state, we have to be shown. And mm -hmm. so a way to get that definition, the truest definition across from people that our young people and our peers and mentors and those who are trying to be where you are, are paying attention. To Coach James Wade, what does servant leadership mean to you? And what does that look like as you exhibit it in coaching? So, I mean, uh, this is this might sound weird, but this is just how I... Uh, no, go so for it. I feel like to be a servant leader, and I, I've, I always like it's always these leaders who like pull, like pull people with them, like pull people with them, and I, you know, and I've never been like that, and I've never believed that. I always feel like the best leaders lead from the back, uh, and I feel like they're the ones that's pushing everybody because they can make sure that nobody's falling behind. And so, you know, that's how I try to do. And that's, you know, and the person in the back is the one that you're probably not going to see. Like, and so it's not going to be appreciated. So you're just going to see a crowd moving, a crowd moving, and you're going to see the people in the front. But I, I prefer to be the person in the back to just make sure that nobody's being left behind and that I'm able to push and push and push and push. And uh, you want that pressure of that heavy load on you. Uh, but you don't always want to look for the credit and, and be the one that people notice and say, hey, uh, he's that person. Um, so that's that's my definition of a servant leader. And that's how even if, you know, if I do get some credit, I don't want to get stuck in it. And I don't want to always I don't want that to define me. I don't want to. I, I tell you what, I don't want that to define my feel good. If that's the best, I don't want that to define my feel good. That's if they good. say, hey, this is this is James Wade, the coach of this. I don't want that to define my feel good. I want my feel good to be uh, when you talk about Sloop uh, or when you talk about Diamond or when you talk about uh, our assistant coaches or when you talk about our organization. That's what um, uh, that's what I want my feel good to be. And I know that I know that. And so uh, that's where I try to hone my e ego to. Uh, in case I do start feeling good because somebody says he's a great coach, you know? Um, so that, that's why I think serving leadership is, is serving others and, and wanting the better, better for everybody um, and, and kind of sacrificing your feel good for that. Coach, I don't think that was weird at all. That was a perfect B that is something that we haven't heard before on the platform. And I think the C, the best part of that is, is this, you put this in such a way that I'm sitting over here trying to keep my composure, but I'm like, let's go. Like my internal attitude <laughs> off. And I'm going to tell you why, because that is the very thing that I always say. You know, people tell me all the time, you know, you know, Chelsea, you don't ever do it. You don't ever think about yourself. Like, and I'm like, but that's not what this is about. You know, as you said, my feel good comes from when this, the shine and the spotlight is on someone else. My feel 
comes knowing that, yes, I'll play a role in the background, not because I want somebody to mention me in the credits or, you know, on that sheet or program. No, because I knew what it did. I knew that person, like you said, if we're pushing from behind, we know that person that's in front of us that's in the back. Yeah. And my joy comes from that person now making their way to the front. We get to see the growth in the back. Yeah. That's the view and the perspective that people don't get all the time. When you're, like you said, pulling from the front, you don't know who's falling short. You don't know the shortcomings that you have to build. But see, if I'm in behind you, much like, see, you mentioned your teaching degree. Now, I'm a teacher too. And I, <laughs> if I walk in the front of the right. line, it's right. so many things y'all could be doing that I'm not paying attention to. That's but right. Behind you, you know, one, I have you. You know, too, I'm paying attention to everything that you're doing. And what you're going to start to see, too, you'll start to see them turn around. Now, granted, the kids are probably turning around to make sure that, let me not do anything while she's looking. But those <laughs> people that you're leading, yep. When they look around, they know, I got you. Much like a baby that's falling asleep, they keep opening their eyes and make sure you're like, I'm still here. And as a leader, that's our role for them to know, in spite of how tough it is, I got you. I'm right here. And we're going to work and push this thing together. That was that's a right. thing, coach. Thank you. Woo. Vince, I saw you turn your camera on. You got something for us today, man? Go. Yeah, I just I just have a, I have a question uh for, for Coach Wade. Um, you know, what 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 have been some key contributors to you um maintaining a sense of work-life balance? I mean, the reason why I ask that I always like to ask um, you know, fathers that uh question. Um, because I have three sons. Um, and so um any 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 insight that I can you know drop in my proverbial bucket, um, I always want to make sure that I uh, that I reach out and ask that question so that I can you know kind of lean on those answers uh, when when I need a breather. So. I, I mean the the one thing is um, if I if I if I feel a, a little twinge of guilt, I'm going to probably sacrifice it. Like hey, like sometimes I want to work and I need to work but my son wants something and I'm, I'm only the father once. So I can, you know, but like, so, but, and he needs something. Um, like today I had something to do, but my son really wanted to go play soccer. And the way I grew up, my dad wouldn't make those sacrifices for me. And I, and so the one thing that I said is, uh, I, I just want to be better as far as he's concerned because I'm molding an, a human being. Like, I feel like, you know, like I'm molding a human being and I want to give him every advantage possible to be a successful human being. Uh, and sometimes it's going to it's going to be a sacrifice to the things that I want to accomplish as an adult. Uh, and um, I just had to do it. And uh, I didn't get what I needed to get done today, but um, he did. And it's it's tough. It's a tough balance. I, I don't have the answers. It's a tough balance, but my whole thing is, what do I have to do to? It's going to be sometimes that I can't, but when it's a fifty fifty thing, I just say I'm going to choose him every time. But but because I, I want him to do the same thing with his kids, and uh, I feel like us doing that, um, it's gonna it's gonna build it's gonna build more prosperous um generations ahead like i'm like right now i'm trying to live my life and do things for people that i'm never going to meet but they're going to make the world a lot better uh, like i don't know if 
I'm going to meet my, his grandkids, you know, that probably not, <laughs> you know, but um, the things that I'm teaching him, he's going to teach his kids and they're going to teach their kids. And so I have that responsibility for generations ahead and not just for the people that I see, but for the people that come after me. Um, and so that's, so that's, I just try to think in a long view like that. And I don't have all the answers, but um, that's how I try to think about it. Uh, because I see the disappointment in his face when I can't do something. And it's, and it's heavy, right? Like you see, it's heavy, like it's real, it's real heavy. And, and so if I feel an inch of guilt, then I'm probably going to go that way. But I know when it's time to get something done, God is going to put it in my heart to say, nah, I, I can't do it today, you know? Um, but if I feel an inch of guilt, it's because I probably can do it and this stuff can wait. Um, and so that's how I balance it. And, um, you know, that's, that's just how I, I look at my own experience with my dad. And uh, that's, how, that's how I do it. Oh, that was powerful. Uh, you know, you're doing things for people that you may never meet. I mean, that's that's huge. Um, I, I mean, uh, you, you think about where we are yeah, today. Yeah. The, the thing people did, people that we never met got us to this point, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it no, got us to this point. Uh, because if they didn't sacrifice, I would never be the coach of Chicago Sky, I tell you that. Uh, so, um we, we have to have that in mind that we're doing the same things because we have a, we have a long way to go. And, um, you know, hopefully for the ways to come down the line that, you know, you know, I can, I can do something right where we're setting up something that's generational where it, it keeps going. And it's not just about money. It's about how we are and how we treat people. It's about, you know, it's about a lot of those things. Coach, that's good. I was sitting there looking at Vince when he was listening. I was, my eyes got big too. That was powerful, Vince. I'm with you, James. That was huge. You know, I'm doing things for people that I may never meet. And exactly what you said, I'm paying attention. And I say this all the time. When I walk, move, and do, and leave, I'm also now paying homage to the people that did things to put me here. You know, I, I pay attention all the time to those people. And much like, you know, you met my mom before we even got over here. And, and it is. And you can probably say the same for your parents and your grandfather. Every step and move you make, it's almost like this unmentioned. They don't have to say a word, but it's like they're there. They're in your head. <laughs> right. That's that? so, that so true. That's so true. Now, I know I taught you better than that, right? And yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, but um, I feel <laughs> I can see Jet. I can. I can see Jet years from now just saying, much like you said, I don't know if he's listened to me, but I know my daddy used to say. <laughs> and I tell people all the time, I said, you know, the things that we instill in people, that wisdom and that knowledge, it's much like I used to do this one, the one year I did middle school education, uh, which showed me I need to be in high school education. Uh, when you look at a dollar bill or a bill and it shows you, you can track it. You can track it's been the hands that it's touched with banks. It has mm -hmm. gone through. And that is just what I saw with you. The words that we speak to people, how we make people feel, uh, the knowledge that we drop on people. Those are things that I promise you, not only Jed, but everyone else, as he starts to have his children. And as you said, his children's children, and we keep carrying these things down. That's how we make this world a better place. And right. that is the truest definition of servant leadership, not hoarding knowledge. As Coach Brittany Ezell at East Tennessee State says all the time, I don't hoard knowledge. We got to get it out there. Right. If we do that, how do we expect people to learn if we don't tell them? That's right. 
So true. How do we expect them to know if we don't show them? And so I think that is so amazing what you said. I'm still sitting here blown away, blown away. Coach, you know, as we start to close here, uh, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I've actually started doing this, you know, over this break, uh, I think servant leaders also need rest. So I've been working on that too, but I've gotten in the habit of just no matter alarm clock or not, I just pop up early. Maybe it's the teacher in us. I don't know. Um, but when I get up, there's just a regimen. If I don't have it, if I don't have my, my scheduled time with God, I just feel kind of off. You know, if I somehow oversleep my alarm clock and I have to rush, the day just goes differently. You know, when I have my select podcast, have my worship song, if I were to take your phone or iPad or whatever you use and hit play, what's one song that's going to pop open? It can be whatever you want. It doesn't have to be spiritual. I listen, I listen to so many podcasts. I, I okay. don't know. Uh, uh. I don't know what I don't know. I haven't listened. I, I don't we know. We gotta what, put them on the spot, y'all. Hold on. Let me let me. You can, can break I it out. See yeah, you can break it out. You can break it out. Oh, so the so the so the one song that that popped up is it's a it's a Belgium singer, and okay. his name is Stromai. His name is Stromai, and it's a song called Formidable. It's called Formidable, and um. He is it's a it's a song. He's he's very he's a very well known like artist and he's very good. And he sings about he has another uh song called Papa Ute. It's Papa Where Are You? And it talks about um he talks about a lot of things like he talks about heartbreak, he talks about he's he's like a he's a poet. Like it's 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 he's a he's so exceptional as a singer, um, uh, but he's he's um he's a talent and so I listen to him a lot. I listen to him a lot when I have a chance. So, but I hadn't listened probably since we left the bubble. I haven't listened to music. I've been basically listening to like podcasts and stuff like that. And, uh, but Stromae is my guy. Like he's my go-to guy. Well, see, I do that coach because I'm a lover of music. Okay. Okay. That thing, you know, I tell people sometimes I, yeah, I will sit there with the TV on and I'm not paying attention. I put the, you know, closed caption on because I'm earbuds in and I'm listening to music or podcasts. And Uh so, friends think it's the weirdest thing in America but hey that's just how I do but I do and I, and, I, and I try to do that because I'm going to add these two to my playlist and I think okay. that's when we grow up new people so thank you for that you know I'm a huge podcast buff myself I'm not because I do one I mean always been just simply because there's so many things to learn like you said you began to read more because you're, you're learning every day by doing that but you know the biggest thing for me is taking people such as yourself and I see you in one light, but you get this one-on-one conversation with these people. And it's like, wow, no wonder they're so successful. You know, it's not because we put them on this pedestal. They grind for this. They grind out for this. And so I think that's amazing. And that's exactly what I see from you, you know, paying attention and a lover of the WNBA, lover of the sport, especially your team and the athletes upon it, you know, but now having this conversation with you, it just gives me more and more respect for the man that you are truly. Appreciate it. Uh, that's, yes. that's very humbling. I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Before we get out of here, Coach, two things. I, I love to do this one. All right. First thing that comes to mind. If I say God is and I left a blank. If I said God is and I left a blank, how would you feel it? Um, and you can add more than one if you need to. I know that makes it hard because he's everything. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's simple. Like if I, if I say God is, um, uh, my everything and, you know, God is, 
the reason I know I'm not worthy, you know? Uh, and so those are the two, uh, I guess. Um, so he's, he, or, you know, he's my humbling force, you know? So, mm. so Coach, that's good. And let me tell you, you have, you know, a lot of times these things do recycle and not because someone's heard that episode. It's just what they truly feel. But God is my humbling force. Now, isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, I it's, I've heard that one. That's good. I, I I don't know. I don't know. It's just a, it's just what came to me. That's I, I don't know if I've ever been asked that question out of all the times, but I don't know. It's just uh yeah, it, it's if if I if I can be any if I can be any one thing, it's um and that's anything, I just that's what I wanna be. So Yeah. I think that's yeah. huge. And not only that, but you know, it, it's a song and it says, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, God. And so when I hear that all the time, Kiara uh, Clark Sheard, I don't know her new last name now, but shout out to her. She just got married. But when she sings that, that's what comes to mind when you say God is my humbling force. Because so often we get excited about the things that, you know, Siri even got excited just then. We get excited about these accolades that we receive, right? We get excited about these honors that are bestowed upon us. And so often we can forget, much like you said, that, you know, God is in the back. See, I'm using yours. I listen to God <laughs> in the back because he, I mean, he is the ultimate servant leader. He's in the back pushing us forward, directing the ship, yeah. opening doors and taking our eyes off windows. See, I pay attention and he's pushing us. So when he does that and we succeed, how do we ever be boastful? Yeah. Unless we boast in him. Right. But power and the might comes specifically from the Father. And that no other reason should leave us but humble. That was yeah. good, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. James Wade, y'all. Not mine. James Wade. Coach, <laughs> I am so appreciative of you. I tell people all the time, time is the one thing in life. I can't go give you that back. I can't hit a button right now and get that back to you to go play soccer with that baby. I can't, you know, exchange it for you. And you have in the midst of your schedule, time and all the things that you have on your plate, you sat down to talk to us. And I appreciate you for that. Um, I wish you nothing but the best um, in everything that you do. And please know that we'll be watching. I'll definitely be watching as you move. You're now part of the servant leader family. So if there's anything I can do for you, all you have to do is reach out. Is there anything last encouraging words you want to give to any coaches before we get off today? Uh, I think um, just for all the coaches, I, and I know it's always a grind, but uh, everybody always has goals and has um, and, and has places that they want to be as a coach and places they want to get to. Um, and sometimes they get frustrated and, and looking at the next person and, and seeing that, you know, I know I'm better than this person. I know I, you know, the main thing is just to enjoy your process and your process mm -hmm. is your own. That's the one thing that you own that nobody can take from you, whether you get let go from another job or whatever, the process is yours and own it from it, uh, cherish it because with every, every, every situation, uh, that you go through that's successful or not it's a learning experience and um it's going to make you uh the best person that you are so uh just enjoy the process and learn from it and cherish your process that's good coach y'all heard it not me coach james wade cherish your process thank you so much coach uh real quick guys we're gonna say a prayer 
to move us on the rest of our day, you just bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you so much for what we've seen and what we've heard. We thank you right now, Lord God, for your servant leader, James Wade, Lord God. We thank you just for the man that you've allowed him to become and be. We thank you, Lord God, for the positions that he holds, Lord God, because he knows that that is just a humbling force given by you. So we ask that you just keep giving him the strength to lead those young ladies, Lord God, those women to be pivotal forces in not only the WNBA, but Lord God, but continue leading in this world, Lord God. Bless his family, Lord God, his wife and his son, Lord God. Keep him safe, Lord God, as he continues to do your will. We ask that you just continue to hold our hearts, Lord God, in your hand and meet us at our point of need because you know what we need. We thank you, Lord God. We love you because if you don't do anything else, you've already done, done enough. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Coach, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And like I said, anything I can do, you just reach out. I appreciate you. All right, thank you so much. And I look forward to talking to you again. And I, I appreciate everybody joining in. Uh, good talking to you, Vince, and everybody else. And uh, for your niece, I'll keep checking you out. Keep balling. <laughs> she is listening. Thank you so All much, right. Coach. <laughs> All right. All right.